0: Welcome to the Everyday Kind of Life podcast, the show where you get inspired about boosting your creativity and living your best life. Everyday Kind of Life was created by YouTuber Chat Everyday for creatives, entrepreneurs, and those just needing a little boost. Join me each week as we dive into different topics to help you live your best life. And joining me on today's episode is a fellow creator and friend of mine, Javi Sanchez. Javi's been a subscriber of my YouTube channel for a while. That's where we first met. And then since then, we've become friends over on Twitter and we've chatted back and forth throughout the years. I was very thrilled when he decided to come on to join me on today's episode and talk about some struggles as being a creative and just tell us his story of how he went from working a regular nine to five job to being an awesome wedding videographer. So sit back, relax, and stay tuned for today's episode. I guess to give you a little bit of a rundown on what we're doing is I started a podcast like probably two or three years ago. And I, I planned on it being something to run pretty consistently with the YouTube channel more, more specifically just being totally honest because podcasting in my opinion is a lot easier than creating video. Um, you know, it was simple for me to just to sit down and, and record my thoughts and put it on a podcast form. But then I just kind of forgot about it. And then the other day I just happened to stumble across my own podcast. I'm like, wow, I forgot that I started one of these. I should do something with it. So I'm gonna kind of like run it in correlation with the YouTube and as we're figuring out things. So yeah, welcome. Yeah. Thanks for this pioneer episode.
1: Yeah, man, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I feel I feel special because this, this is this is kind of like the first, first time I'm invited to one. Uh I have I have one. Well, I started one with my wife a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And we started in Spanish. And then we were getting, I mean, most of the people that were listening to us were friends and family and they enjoyed it. And then we kind of stopped. And I've been doing, I've been doing one at the church that I serve at with a couple of guys. So, but a personal one, no, I don't have one, but I like it. and And I agree with you. It's a lot easier than video.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I guess if there's any sound engineers listening, they they probably oh, wouldn't man. like that too much because I mean there there actually is a lot of work you could do into sound design like just as much if not more than you can in like just editing video and and I didn't realize how complex people go into that but I mean for for what I do and being just a, listening to somebody's car radio or something you know it's well, I hope my mic
1: is not picking. That's, that's all, I, that's all I care about. i kind of adjust the level, but I don't know anything about audio, man. I just make sure that it's, it's under six decibels. That's all I know. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> I, I know enough to be dangerous and, and that's right. about the extent of it. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. So, so you create, are you still creating stuff on YouTube or is that something that you've, you're just kind of figuring out right now or. So, I mean, kind of, kind of
1: what we were talking about, um. so I've always thought that I was that I wasn't creative and what I mean by that is I've always thought that creative was people that draw people that that paint and all that stuff because that's what I used to think right? but I've always played music yeah and it was one time one time that people say well you that's an art too that's you're you're creative because you you sing, you play music, and I was like, whoa, I didn't I didn't think about that. So I've always it's been changing throughout the years. Now I can I can see creativity in so many different ways, right? And obviously with the exposure that we have to technology and social media and everything, like now you see creativity in all kinds of shapes and forms. And um we started a YouTube channel. Uh, a couple years ago well more than a couple years ago maybe like f- four years ago when my daughter was born she's four she will be five in november so th- as soon as she was born that's when we started the youtube channel and we just wanted a i mean being honest i mean it it, it looks cool right to be a youtuber oh that looks cool we can do vlogs and we can do all kinds of stuff and 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 we started doing that kind of stuff and uh kind of background there um i was born in la i grew up in tijuana mexico i i didn't learn english until i was 14 came back to the state, started going to high school now i live in mississippi that's why i have an accent spanish is actually my first language mm-hmm. so we started in spanish just because we were more comfortable with it right and um we I haven't I didn't really have an idea of what I was doing I just wanted to shoot videos and 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 posted it on YouTube and see what what was coming off of it and then my wife on the other end, she's more of a crafty person so she's she likes all kinds of crafts and stuff so I was like all right why don't we why don't I shoot those and record those and we posted them on on YouTube as tutorials and and Obviously, those were the videos with way more views than our vlogs and our, and all that kind of stuff. But then uh, she didn't feel too much. She didn't feel very comfortable in front of the camera or talking to the camera. And basically, she didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I wanted to keep doing it because I was enjoying the editing and the posting the videos and shooting the videos and setting up and all that. But uh, she eventually didn't want to do it anymore. We kind of stopped. But then I started I started looking into the old videos and I was like, man, it was so cool that I was that I was able to capture these experiences. And even though there were blocks and there were I mean, people don't care about them. I do care about them. And and just Mm -hmm. because I have that ability to go back and look at those videos, it's just cool. But then because we started that YouTube channel and then my daughter was born. I started getting into photography. Then I grabbed a camera and she had an old T3 with a kid lens. And I started trying to get familiar with it and take pictures of my daughter because I realized the baby pictures were too expensive and our wedding pictures were too expensive. So I started getting familiar with it, started shooting photos, but then it just kind of sparked, right? And I got really interested in it. So I started buying uh, another lens and then I bought a fifty. Fifty a Canon 50 millimeter 1.8 and I was shooting everything 1.8 because it looks so cool right yeah (laughs) now I'm a photographer (laughs) now I have the shallow depth of field and 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 it just started from there so I mean obviously I mean I've I've seen your videos where you've mentioned the guys that influenced you and it's probably the same thing for me man like they just are like Peter McKinnon Maddie you like all those guys Like you watch those guys and you're like wow that's so cool I want to do that I want to do that so I that's kind of how it started and then after we stopped making those videos as I was getting familiar with with photo and video and stuff like that I started hey now my friends know that I have a camera I'm the video guy so I can shoot that or I can I can do that wedding and that's but now I have a wedding business, wedding videography business, cool. and 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 it's growing and it's growing pretty good and making really good money off of it and and that's pretty much like the main thing right now. But at the on the other side, I still wanna be making videos and and explore documentaries and films and stuff like that. Nothing like tutorials or anything like that because I don't feel familiar with it. But there was one thing that I heard the other day and and i'm sure you've heard it and i don't want to assume that you've heard it but i mean it's pretty popular where we always compare ourselves to to others right and we always comparing ourselves and we're like oh man i'm not good enough i'm terrible at this like what am i doing Every like i just want to yeah <laughs> like i just want to like i want to kind of fit in but at the same time i'm thinking no i don't want to fit in i actually enjoy doing this like this is this is really cool this is a way that i have to to spark creativity and to explore and and i enjoy it big time um but then since i was getting familiar with it then i i I learned about wedding videography and i was like well there's money into it i don't have i don't need to have thousands and thousands of subscribers on youtube to start making money off of my video skills that i have now and and that's kind of how it's going right now um so I mean sorry for all that rumbling, but that's kind of like where I'm at right now. and I'm changed the name of the channel uh started I put all those back all, all those old videos in private now nobody has access to them but I'm now i'm I'm starting to put content that I like making that I enjoy doing and I mean we'll see how it goes. That's kind of where
0: where I'm going. Yeah, I think that's the most important thing because I've fallen victim over the years. Because uh, I guess the channel that I am on now—I started, I think, around 2014 or 15—and I originally called it Everyday Photographers because I was like, "Oh, well, I know a lot about Photoshop. I know a lot about Lightroom. I'm going to start teaching it." And I—I I did it for so many months, maybe maybe a year. And at the time, I didn't really care about making it big on YouTube. My my goal then was to create like a photography course. Like people I looked up to then was like Aaron Nace, who mm. I forget what his photography, uh, Flearn is the name of his photography channel. So he's way more skilled in Photoshop and stuff than I am. But, you know, he had these paid courses and stuff. And I'm like, that's what I want to do for a living. Because at the time I I did weddings, photography, I had done portraits and, and I, I wasn't really enjoying that anymore. It wasn't really fun. It was just kind of, sucking the life out of me to be yeah, honest. I guess maybe I just had did it too long. Cause I mean, I guess I'd been doing photography since around 2010 or 11. So oh, about wow. six years in and I didn't do it full time. That that was my aspirations. But um, my very first ever YouTube channel actually started in 2009. Oh, wow. uh, I started what I called the chat almighty show. Uh, that was the, that name was given to me when I was in a band we were, we were playing a concert one night and all the lights went out and nobody knew what was going on. So I walk over to this like little, it was like a power surge protector and I flipped a switch. Somebody had stepped on it and cut all the lights off. And when I flipped them and everybody was like, Oh, let there be light chat almighty cut the lights <laughs> on. And so that nickname just stuck. And I used it in gaming and things It was silly, but uh, at the time, YouTube was a different place in 2009 mm-hmm. versus 2015 16 and even today so i looked up to people like philip defranco when he was still in like a little bedroom oh, like yeah. his parents house um and then there was i believe it's called equals three with um what was his name ray william johnson so oh, yeah those were that. kind of like yeah those are the popular thing and then the Shay carl and his family yeah. doing the, kind of those starting vlogs so i was way into that stuff so what i was doing was what i knew at the time and it was musicians so I started interviewing musicians for video content and then started talking about random topics. I was basically just mimicking what everybody else was doing. yeah. And it, it wasn't me, but I had fun doing it. And I guess I was vlogging kind of before vlogging was really a big, big thing. Because at the time, I think uh, Shay Carl was the only one that I really knew about. And as far as like video tutorials, Film Riot was like the only ones on there, them and yeah. uh, Indie Mogul. Yeah, And then now everybody does it. It's the cool oh, yeah. thing. Uh, but around 2013, 14, I started my second channel uh, and it was gaming. Cause I really loved things like call of duty and destiny. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want to be a, a gamer on YouTube. That's what I want to do. And that dream died when I stopped enjoying the games I was playing. Um, mm-hmm. I, I dabbled with other games like Minecraft and stuff, but that those weren't the type of games I wanted to create content for. I really enjoy Even to this day, the first-person shooters and just hanging out with friends. But then I decided, I know photography, let's teach that. So that's where the everyday photographers came into play. But then... About a year after I started that channel, I didn't really do a lot with it. I wasn't seeing any hits or anything. And back then, like YouTube subscriber trains and stuff was the thing, and likes for likes. And YouTube was a different world. The alg- algorithm worked differently. And, you know, everybody wanted to hit that 100 subscribers because that's when you get oh, your username yeah. and stuff. So, um, I tried to cheat my way to that 100, and I think, I mean, I managed to get like 25 subs out of it, and I was like, I, I give up. I'm done with this. I want to do something else. I'm just going to go full-time photo in real life and forget this YouTube game. But then um, enters into the world. Logan Paul comes over to YouTube and starts doing this vlogging, and I'm just watching this guy grow like crazy. I mean, this was like early days Logan Paul when he was still, you know, holding the camera himself. It was not a great quality camera and he was editing his own videos. He didn't have all this influx and I'm like, I could be like that guy. So I start vlogging and then uh, around that same time as when Casey Neistat was blowing up and I'm like, Oh, now I've got to do time lapses and set my camera up and look like I'm walking off the scene and then go back and get it. So I started doing that stuff. And then a year later, Oh, there's Peter McKinnon showing up. Who is this guy? Okay, cool. He's also in photo. I started off in photo. And that's when I started making some changes back into the photography scene. Um, Because I was like, that's what I truly like. And I wanted to find ways to incorporate what I was doing with like the Vogue Travels, but with photography. And none of it was working. So like my first like year or two, I didn't really see anything. And then like the second year I got to a hundred subscribers and then the next year I got to a thousand and then the next year it was like 5,000 and now almost 10,000, but somewhere along the way, I really stopped caring about the subscribers. Um, yeah. not, not saying I don't care about the people that watch the content, but I just, yeah, yeah. I stopped caring about those numbers because I mean there was times in the beginning, like trying to hit that first thousand that like I would check it, almost every hour every single day to see yeah. where I was at and it might only be increasing by like three people a day but I'll be like oh man where's it next that it was this thing yeah. but yeah I mean I, I I've struggled with what I call like an identity crisis all these years trying to figure out amen to what that it is like to do. <laughs> right and and that's something we talked about on Twitter and I was like yeah. you know we should we should mention that but what kind of led me off onto that journey of that story was you saying about um you know you're creating content you enjoy now and that's that's something i struggle with is like well what do i like creating you know like a gear video or something i don't necessarily like creating that unless there's just like the other day i did a video and i mentioned this little carrying case for like your memory cards like i was so excited to mention that because that's the first product i've mentioned on my channel that i've been ecstatic over probably the entirety of my youtube channel like a little seven (laughs) dollar thing in my opinion was the coolest thing i've ever bought and um but roberto blake actually was we, we were talking on twitter last week i think and he was talking about, you know, kind of picking your niche, things you like or whatever. But he referenced it in terms of like being back in school and, you know, how we all had our cliques and we sit at a certain lunch table. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, what about those of us that didn't just sit at one table? You know, I had friends that were jocks. I had friends that were preps. I had friends that were into metal music. And I, I was friends with, you know, the nerdy people because I, I was into everything. I liked music. I liked sports. I liked uh uh, like video games, all that stuff. So right. I didn't really have a, a table or a group. And Roberto's answer was basically that you start spreading yourself too thin and that you're not all those things to all people all the time. So like his example right. was when I hung out with the metal kids, that's what we talked about. We talked about metal when I was with the gaming kids, etc. And, yeah. but I still don't know how to incorporate that to YouTube. Like, how do you pick that? that one table to sit at and that's what yeah. you do on youtube it's tough you,
1: you i i agree a hundred percent and we were talking i was talking to my wife the other day about this and because i've heard it right mm-hmm. um i feel like i'm pretty pretty overall pretty decent of a lot of things a lot of things but i'm not like really good at one thing like i'm pretty average at at a few things, but not, I'm not good at one thing. And everybody talks about niche and everybody talks about focus on one thing. And like, if I was really, really, really good to talk about water bottles, like I could just focus on water bottles. Right. But, but I'm not like that. And, and that's one of my struggles too, like identity crisis when it comes to creativity, because I mean, on my personal level, I know who I am. I know my values. I know what I believe it, like, you know, but on on a on creativity side, that's where I struggle and big time. Right. Because because I don't have a niche. Right. And I'm reading all these books about passive income and creating ideas. And I, I used to work for a company. Now I'm self-employed. I have a business and then I have my wedding business also. And now I'm trying to start a star, a YouTube channel, again, rebranded with my brand, with who I am and see where, see where it goes and trying to grow that. But then I don't have a niche. What, what am I good at? Cause I like running and I like video, but I'm not re- I like, I, I like, I haven't run in a month and, but I run way too much last year and like, and, and I like sports and I'm not a gamer, but I like photography. I like videography. Like, all these kind of things and sometimes i'm thinking do i really like this or or is it because it's trending and it's the cool thing and you see it on instagram you see it on youtube and that's what you makes you think that you like that stuff but to be i mean my brother said it the other day he said i think you focus too much on the negatives man and i was like well that's thanks for saying that and then Immediately, I started that myself. Well, maybe you're just saying that because you're my brother and you love me, right? And you 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 want to support me. And but then it makes when you we talk about comparing yourself. When you try to compare yourself to big guys, being big names, you're like, oh, I'm terrible at it. But then you compare to yourself to the ninety percent of the rest of the people that don't know how to use a camera like you and I do, or at least turn it on or take a good picture or a decent picture then you're like, Oh, maybe I should focus more on the positives. And maybe I should, like you said, maybe I shouldn't focus on the numbers and, and the algorithms and statistics and all that. And maybe just focus on what I feel like making like that $7 SD case that you created. Um, so it's just pretty interesting. I mean, it's, I think it's a it's a journey that hopefully in years down the road I'm just gonna laugh about it and and not worry about it and and it's not like I'm not going to sleep because of it because again on my personal level I mean it, I, I I'm trying not to let this take over my life if I if that makes sense
0: Yeah yeah I, I completely agree and it's like I don't know. It, it, it's a tough thing. Cause you would think like being four or five years into this thing that I, I would kind of have something figured out. But then I look at people like Mr. Beast, for example, um, most everybody knows who he is and oh, yeah. you know, he spent <laughs> like four or five years figuring himself out. Like he did gaming videos. He did all this random stuff that nobody watched, nobody cared about. And then all of a sudden he found that thing. So I, I feel like all of us from a creative aspect, will get there. Like, I know for me, when I first started photography, like where it was all new and I didn't know a lot, I was always learning and everything was fun. And then somewhere along the way, I guess, as my skills got better, I got to this point where now I'm so critical and judgmental over everything that I create in terms of photography that by the time the project's done, like I appreciate it during the process and I appreciate looking at it. But when I start on the next project, everything I've done before that, I think is just garbage and and I hate it. And mm-hmm. people can tell me all day, like, your photos are great. We love them. It's beautiful. We could never do that. But but it's like I can't find that in myself. And and one of the things mm-hmm. I mentioned on, like, my channel sometimes, I talk about, like, my mental health and stuff. And, yeah. and one thing my counselor was talking to me about about a month or so ago was I was telling her how a lot of times I tend to compare myself to others, which we as humans do. But she was like, she's like, I don't want this to sound bad or, or wrong. She's like, but think about it this way think about the people you compare yourself to now. She's like, are they not always like maybe at higher levels of success than you or, or farther along in their careers than you want to be? Or maybe their skill sets more advanced than yours. She's like, are those the people you, that you tend to compare yourself to? I'm like, well, yeah, of course. Cause that's where I want to be. She's like, have you ever like tried to compare your work to people that maybe haven't made it as far as you, or maybe that are just starting out. And she's like, I'm not telling you to do that, to be like, Oh, I'm better than them. That's not the point. The point is, it's just because at one time you were there. So like look back at my old, old photography when I knew nothing about it and then compare it to what I do now. And then I can see how much I've grown. So then you're looking at more of the positive aspects and, and I try to do that. um, And it does help like altering those perspectives.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it, it, I'm for this, like we're all on our own journey and we should just focus on our journey instead of trying to focus on someone else's because, I mean, like you said it, right. Uh, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day and he kind of mentioned the same thing. He's like, well, think about the people that are going to start or that are going to, that are thinking about creating a wedding videography business next year. I was like, huh, that makes sense. Like when you think about like that, you, when you focus on the positives, like you, w- without, without looking down at anybody, right. Just looking at yourselves. When you look at those positives, I mean, it, I, it completely changes the perspective. It changes the feel like, I, I mean, in my personal view, I feel more, more motivated to create something cooler or better or improve on, on, on my stuff. Uh, when I mentioned wedding videography, I mean, I enjoy doing that. And I just feel creative doing that. And I get, obviously, I get influenced by some of the, some wedding videographers, really good, really talented guys. But then the best of all worlds is that I'm getting compensated now, right? Like I'm getting paid for doing this. And when when I turn those wedding videos, those wedding films To their brides and they're crying and they're loving it. I was like, man, this is like the best of the best. Like, this is cool stuff. But I don't feel capable of teaching that yet. If that makes sense, like I'm still like I'm still on the on my journey of learning this and and trying to get to that level. I don't know where it's gonna take me. I don't know. Maybe my channel will be about teaching wedding videographers. I don't know. But in the meantime, in the meantime, I'm just creating content, creating stuff that I like and. If my friends and family like it, cool. If they don't like it, that's fine. I'm still gonna create it because it's enriching my skills, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm and I'm getting better at something. Hopefully, I can get to that niche that I'm on my journey to get to.
0: Yeah, and maybe even like the journey. That's one thing that I've learned is that that I value more the journey and the experience than I do actually getting to like a certain destination. I think that that travel is, is what encourages me. And that's something that I often like seek out when I'm looking for education or tutorials, especially on YouTube is like, it's easy to find a channel of somebody that's already like successful, whether they're an entrepreneur or they're a photographer or whatever. And they can sit there all day long and be like, you know, here's, here's my tips and tricks that you should utilize to get to where I am at today. Or here's -hmm. the things I wish I would have known, but what I really want to see is somebody on the journey, like the process, like, so real time updates of here's how my day went. Here's what went wrong. Here's how I'm going to combat against that and watch that growth. Because ultimately I think, you know, when you do finally get to where you want to go, like when I was at I don't want to say my peak cause I, I hope I haven't hit my peak yeah. and like photography. <laughs> like I knew a lot and I figured out a lot of things, but there was still so much to learn. Like every day I'm learning something new, even though I've been doing this for 10, 12 years, however long it's been now, there's tons of stuff I don't know. And, and what's interesting is a lot of times like we're, you're, we're talking about comparing is I do compare myself to other like creators out there. And mm-hmm. I'm like, man, so they're very successful because they're doing this. Maybe I should incorporate that. But I'm like, no, they're they're successful doing what they're doing because, well, one, they're creating what they want to create. They do a good job at it, but they're being themselves. And, yeah. and a lot of times I struggle with figuring out who it is that I am on camera. Like when I'm naturally hanging out with my fiance or, or my really good friends or family, like I, I am me, like I am mm-hmm. myself. But yeah. trying to figure out how to put that me out to the world becomes a little difficult because like we, we talk about photography channels just real quick is you know peter mckinnon he doesn't really do a lot with photography like he used to now it's kind of mm-hmm. more about gear and travel stuff so he's evolved into what he wanted to become because yeah. when he originally started youtube he was doing the vlog stuff just like we were and yeah. it was getting nowhere and then he made that one video about like the camera tricks in like 60 seconds or whatever oh, yeah. it exploded and then bam tutorial city and then he just kept rising so yeah. and I think about musicians are a great way to look at this when you when you find this band that you absolutely mm-hmm. love over time, they start to change and, and turn into a more mature version of themselves. And I, I see it a lot of times, especially on TikTok, a band will put out a new album. And, and I, I, too, am guilty of this, that I may not enjoy that music. I may mm-hmm. not enjoy what the band changed or turned into, even though I'm still going to support them because that's what they want to do. But at the end of the day, I'm like, I, I'm kind of selfish. I want to hear what I want to hear. But like the photography YouTubers, I follow like 10 different ones and I don't watch their videos much. Mostly I just watch to if there's any new updates that in, in the software that I don't already know about or something, but like all 10 of them are hundred percent different. Like they can all make yeah. the same video on the same topic and you're learning 10 different things at the end of the day. Yeah. So I try to keep that kind of stuff in my mind is that I can create what's already existing out there. but maybe there's people out there that'll like my methods better than what everybody else is doing. And that's what mm-hmm. separates me. Or, you know, maybe people will like my accent, even though that I don't. So there's yeah. there's a lot of different I mean, things.
1: The, yeah. I mean, things like that, it makes me feel better. Cause I mean, now the reason I started my English content or rebranding my old YouTube channel and into English now is because, I mean, I, and I've talked to this I talked about this with some friends and fa- and family. And they were like, well, think about the target market. Like maybe in the Spanish YouTube world, there's really not a Peter McKinnon or there's really not a Casey Neistat or whatever. And honestly, I mean, up until this day, I watch content in both languages and, and I haven't found that guy. But I've learned everything in English, I guess you can say it that mm-hmm. I will feel it it wouldn't feel me trying to translate everything into Spanish. Like I, I would it would not be me. Um you mentioned something about your your tutorials, your videos. I mean if it makes you feel better. I don't know if that means anything, but like up until this day, I always reference your, your tutorial on how to import presets into Lightroom because there's something that I, whenever I get a new preset pack, I'm like, how do I do this again? All right, I need to go look into that video again. And I have it saved into my folder and everything. But I mean, we think about oh, like it's helping someone, right? Like our content is helping someone or even if it's, a friend or oh why don't you, I have a, a a really close friend that he's like hey man where are you gonna post more videos I enjoy watching those <laughs> so I mean that's where that's where we are
0: yeah see I, I've got a friend his name's Marcus he lives out in California and and we don't talk like we used to but we we encountered each other on YouTube I think I had maybe three or four hundred subscribers i think he follow him on yeah I
1: think I follow him Marcos Ro, rocha
0: Yep. That's him. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And and we first connected, I think I had 300 subs and he had just crossed like the thousand mark or something. And I was like, Hey man, we should do like a collaboration because at the time we were talking about pretty much the same stuff yeah. and and we were both struggling with our identity on YouTube and what we wanted to do. And, and Marcos would talk to me a lot and he'd be like, your content is so good. And I'm like, no, it's not. And I was like, your content is really good. And it was interesting to see because we were, you know, both, good at what we did it's just but we thought each other were better than the other mm-hmm. because we we just critiqued ourselves so much and now you know marcos has like over 50,000 subs and his content just keeps getting better and better and he's, yeah. he's doing awesome and he kind of did the same thing but see his goals steered a little bit away from youtube because he did something similar to you and he's now doing videography for like businesses and commercial mm-hmm. clients and i think weddings and stuff and then there's this other guy from Somewhere around the New England area, he um, he started off doing vlogs, and he and I tried to do collaborations back and forth so many times. He was always traveling between like it was like New Hampshire or Vermont down to Florida, and he was like, "One day I'm going to make it through Virginia, and we're going to make some vlogs together." I'm like, "Cool," and uh, he stopped doing the vlogs, and and I didn't hear from him forever. And then one day he gets on Instagram live and he's doing this live video. I'm like, "Hmm, what if he's doing YouTube again? Go to his YouTube channel. He's completely changed everything. There's no vlog in sight. It's strictly uh, video uh, cinematic. And I'm talking about like like filmmaking cinematic, not necessarily B-roll slow-mo. And he's got like 50, 60,000 plus subs and he's crushing it every single video because he yeah. found what he enjoys and what he's best at. And now he's doing it. So hopefully we'll follow suit with those guys and we'll figure <laughs> out what we want to do.
1: Absolutely. I mean, some of us might take us longer than the other ones, but I, I I think it's cool that you're make you're you're mentioning Marcos because I remember following you guys, both of you guys around the same time when I was, creating the Spanish blogs in the Spanish yeah. channel. And I was like, oh man, I wish I could get with these guys, but like my channel has nothing to do with their channel. Like mine Spanish and tutorials and and challenges with my wife and a family style kind of thing. I have nothing, nothing similar related to these guys. But uh I follow him on uh on Instagram yeah. and I see, I mean, like his production level, his his stuff is like whoa this guy has really improved and it's so cool to see it. Uh, you were mentioning like, it's so cool to watch someone from the beginning and then watching that journey. Like I remember Danny, what's his last give or something like that. I don't know if you have heard of him. Um, YouTube, he's over a hundred thousand subscribers now, but I remember finding, finding him when he was probably like 10,000 and like just everything, how he's, how he's, um, been improving and and finding his niche and now he moved to Hawaii and like he made a really cool video not too long ago of sponsoring a videographer in Africa and he took twenty thousand dollars worth of gear and then just like he kind of created a campaign and like his viewers were chipping in and they raised over twenty thousand dollars and then he Took all this gear, took it to the guy, and I was like, wow, this is so cool. This is so cool. So, I mean, it's just hopefully someone out there. If not, it's okay. I'm going to enjoy the journey, but someone out there can catch us when we're these little guys trying to create content and trying to be happy with what we're making, right? Yeah. I, I think the best way you put it is not focusing on the numbers. We're just, I'm just going to focus on on my journey and enjoying these, these, and, and see how far it goes. I'm not going to lie. We have goals, right? I have goals. I want to aspire at something, but we'll get there. Hopefully.
0: Yeah. I think it's important to have, always have something to be working towards and like, I I don't really know what that is for me. Like the one thing I do know that I want in life is I want more time. You know, I want more time with my fiance and my friends and to travel and to do fun things. So I guess at the end of the day, the end result of what I want to see out of, I guess, the entrepreneurial practices I have online Mm -hmm. is to, to be able to create more freedom. And, you know, I have a really awesome nine to five job. I, I work from home and I get the, create that's the main focus of my job is videos and photos and stuff i am kind of stuck in the realm of like travel stuff which isn't necessarily what like i would want to do for my personal things but it does allow me to explore things and make connections and 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 Mm -hmm. enjoy what i do at least but um yeah i think that's something we'll all figure out is is just staying geared in this moment and my biggest thing is always questioning myself and it's something I need to work on is like every video I make. And you you may have seen some of the collaborations I did with a smaller channel called James Dale. And, and James is, he's been following my channel for, I guess, about two years or so. And I'd never really seen any comments from him or anything before. And one day a comment from him just showed up and I seen him over on Twitter and and didn't know he made YouTube videos and then stumbled across his channel going through all his different links. And I was like, this guy's content is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Like in a year's <laughs> time, he's going to skyrocket past me. He's way better than what I do. Mm. And so I was like, Hey man, you want to make a video together? Cause your stuff is awesome. And he's, he's got like less than 300 subs right now. Mm-hmm. Don't know how, because the quality's better. Like his quality now and his starting days is better than my quality now, like years down the road. So mm-hmm. That's awesome. But um, yeah, there's so many talented people out there. And oh, yeah, I think man. it's just we we, had, we just have to realize that we're all awesome in some way, shape or form. And I like and that. Just yeah, yeah, just create stuff. And I think my problem is I've spent too much time thinking about what does my audience want to see? And I feel like, you know, at least for me, when I subscribe to somebody on YouTube and regularly watch their content, I don't watch it because they're creating content for, for me, so to speak, is that they're creating stuff that they enjoy. Mm. Cause when I see that they're enjoying what they're doing, then I enjoy it too. And I think yeah. people can see past it when you're creating something just to create it. And I've, I've done that before. Like, you know, somebody's reached out to me and they're like, Hey, we want you to talk about our, our light in this video. And I'll be like, heck yeah, I'll get a free light. I'll talk about that. But, Of all the gear that I've ever reviewed, honestly, the light that I'm using right now is my favorite piece of gear. I'm not going to say what that is because I'm not trying to plug that right now, but (laughs) I used to be that guy. that would say yes to things just to have content because I was like, people are going to click on this. People are going to view this, which I do want clicks and views. But to me, those videos weren't very valuable to the audience I was building Mm -hmm. because I was doing it just to do it. It wasn't something that I truly wanted to do like the seven dollar uh SD card case. <laughs> like I didn't even make a full video on that, but I yeah. should have because it was awesome.
1: So. Yeah. I mean it, it, when I look at your stuff, I'm like, man, this is cool stuff. And and you sometimes you question, right? Because because you're like, how come he only has these numbers, these amount of subscribers and his stuff is way better than this guy that is, but I mean one thing I've learned is that what we do is art, in a sense. Therefore, it's subjective. Yeah. Therefore, some people may like it. Some people don't like it. And and yeah. I think we've, we think similar because we're all on the same boat, on the creativity boat. But when we go out of that boat and we like people that are not into this, see us, they think we're the most creative people in the world. And I mean, just perspectives.
0: Yeah, and I, I think I know for me at least, like usually channels around the size that I'm at now are a little bit smaller, are the ones that I really like to focus on because that's the ones where you can really connect with the creator. Like mm-hmm. I feel like once people get so big, and it's not their fault, but like when channels get swarmed with comments, which I would love, I would love more engagement. Just to absolutely, it's like the social engagements. The one of the biggest reasons I like to do it is. Um, you know, I live in a very small town where there's not a lot of other like-minded people that create like I do. Mm-hmm. So the only way for me to connect with people is online. And it's, yeah. it's, that's the most fun that I get out of it. I mean, I've met people from Texas, California. I've got a friend that lived in South Africa and he decided to pack up one day and move to the Netherlands. And I'm like, Oh, wow. That's awesome. And then just friends all over the world. And, and it's super cool what you could do. Now with you're
1: it. talking to this Hispanic guy that lives in Mississippi
0: right and if it wasn't for things like youtube stuff we may have never even met and i yeah. think that's so cool to have met all cool. these
1: awesome people it is cool i told my wife this uh earlier today i was like i'm making i'll I, I have a call at five uh i have my first collaboration on youtube and she's like what and i'm like yeah it's a cool it, <laughs> it's just cool man it's just cool to connect to people like-minded in the in this area you know like that yeah. we're we're into the same kind of thing, same kind of likes. Cause I talk, I, I can talk about cameras to my wife and my friends. They don't care, like, yeah. like, they don't care. <laughs> but then, I mean, it, it's just cool to find people like-minded in into the stuff that we like. Just cool stuff.
0: It definitely is, and 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 I've seen a few people that are around my area that have gotten into like streaming or, or YouTube or something. And I get like super pumped. And then like a few months later, or even a year later, they're they're just done. They're not doing it anymore. Cause, <laughs> but I think, I think when you see that happen, those commitment levels is when you can really tell what somebody really wants. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like somebody that jumps into it, either they don't realize the amount of work that goes into it. Because when I was first trying to build my channel up and get it to certain thresholds and milestones, like, you know, I was working 40 hours a week and I commuted like 10 to 15 hours a week, just getting to and from work. And I would get home in the evenings. It'd be super late. I'd be super tired. But the first thing I would do, I would take a shower and then I would come straight into my room and record a YouTube video because that that was life. And now it's like, I can't even, it's it's hard. It's like pulling teeth to get myself to make a video sometimes just because I don't know that line between what I want to do and what, I think everybody else wants me to do and how mm-hmm. to find where it blends, where I'm creating, what makes me happy. But I'm also still catering to the audience that i built. Cause I think it'd right. be unfair to like the people that regularly watch that. I just immediately just up and change the content. And I was,
1: I was yeah. just, I was just, um, I had a notebook, right. With kind of ideas that kind of videos that I want to make. And one of my videos, that I'm probably I'm probably gonna be doing pretty soon. It's I'm losing subscribers left and right, and and why that is good for me, and the reason for it, obviously, I'm rebranding, right? So obviously now I'm making videos in English, and probably 99% of the people that used to be subscribed to it were Spanish speakers, and they yeah. they don't they probably don't understand. So that's why I'm losing subscribers, but that's a good thing, right? Because now I want to focus on the stuff that I like. And, and, and late, I mean, before I was hoping that my wife will be on the board with that. And, and I came to terms and I had came to terms and respect that, that it wasn't something that she liked. And I had to understand that. Right. Yeah. And, uh, now that I, all right, it's my own boat. and uh, We're probably going to have way less views, way less subscribers, but uh, Hey, I'm still doing it and I'm enjoying it. So that's cool stuff.
0: Yeah, I I can relate to that. Like my fiance, she she doesn't mind to be involved with the videos, but she's not as like into it as as, say I am. And I've got a friend right now and he started streaming on Twitch about two or three months ago. So I at least have that connection locally now because he's always like, hey, here's all my ideas for my stream, help me out. I'll be like, hey, here's my ideas for YouTube, help me out. And that's cool. Uh, he convinced me to start doing a little bit of live streaming that I've tested on YouTube. And, and mm-hmm. it's actually a lot of fun. Um, uh, nobody really shows up, but they yeah. they tend to leave comments after, you know, that I end up posting it. And I'm like, well, that's a bummer. But I still enjoy it. It's, it's a whole different world. Uh, yeah. So I don't know how often I'll do it, but it, it's fun to challenge myself and to try it. But uh, I, I kind of have the opposite problem of what it sounds like you do. Is like my subscribers keep going up, but my views are going down. Because hmm. usually, you know, I I could steadily average eighty to ninety thousand views easy, and now I'm like struggling to hit fifty thousand. Hmm. Um, and I know like the time of year has a lot to do with it. But uh, one of my videos, it might be the one you were referencing because I, I did an updated version, but. One of my my second best performing video on YouTube, Adobe actually made me delete it. They said that they would never give me a reason why, but it was literally like a four to four and a half minute video teaching how to uh, install presets in the Lightroom. And they wow. they flagged it, they put a copyright strike on my channel, they took the video away. I think it had like a half a million views when they took it away. And oh man, as soon as they did that, like my earnings started dropping, my views started drop, everything just started going downhill. And I was like, this sucks. And I actually got mad at Adobe so much that I immediately canceled my subscription and I bought capture one and affinity photo, which I kind of needed to do. Cause I switched over to Fujifilm and, and capture one mm-hmm. works okay. a little better and stuff. Gotcha. But I've since then kind of forgiven them. Cause I'm like, I, man, I miss Photoshop. <laughs> I, I need some more Photoshop. So that, that's oh, kind of man. where I've been with that, but it, 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 hurt it really did and it was just like the, the biggest problem for me was that they didn't give a reason and, and it kind of is scary that these big companies and corporations don't necessarily have to give reasons as to why they want to remove your content like it's interesting and it's not if, just it would have been helpful to have known why so i don't make that mistake again in the future right. and, it, and you know it made me scared because i have a lot of videos on lightroom and photoshop like what if they start striking everything you know three strikes wow. my whole channel's gone so
1: if, if anything, you were giving them free uh, advertising and promoting their product. That's yeah. kind of weird.
0: That's kind of sad.
1: I'm, oh, man. One of the positives that I can share is that even though I haven't seen the fruits in YouTube because of inconsistency, obviously, I stopped from for like two years before I, I just recently started rebranding, right? So I started doing it in January like so it's been what well, march so it's been three months i have like six videos and i have to put more now but um one of the fruits from all this creativity and all this conversation that we're having on is like i've been able to monetize in the outside world right like now i like i take my wife learn how to take portraits and i can do product photography and real estate photography and real estate videos and interview videos and i'll I'm in charge of of production in my church. So I'm in charge of all that now because I know I'm the guy that knows how to do that. Right. But I, I like wedding videos. I just started doing that and, and I'm, it's, it's, it's just cool. Like if you, if I see it that way, like I've gained so much from it, like I've gained so many skills. One thing I wanted to share is like one, I a hundred percent agree with this, that, free content and free, uh, free, free content in general, free stuff is cool. But when you have to pay, when you have to pay and you get the value for what you pay, and I'm talking about courses and stuff that I had to pay, that I had to actually put money into it. And it was like, ah, man, do I really need to do this? But as soon as I did it, and I, I get some, I, gain something from it a nugget or something that's gonna book me or a, a better wedding or a higher higher end a uh, high-end wedding like i'm like man why didn't i do this before <laughs> why didn't yeah. i put money into this why didn't i invest into it and everybody says right like you have to put money to make money and all that but until you see it with your own eyes like you really understand what that means
0: yeah there's there's a couple of monthly like membership stuff that i'll do here and there, uh, usually I'll, I'll I'll do it for a while, learn all the stuff, and then I'll take a break, and then I'll go back. But there's a lot of perks to to the paid stuff, and like even like some of my Skillshare videos, people are like, "Well, why would you pay for a service like Skillshare when you have everything on YouTube?" But like you can go watch a YouTube video, but you have to spend so much time weeding through the content to find exactly yeah. what you're looking for. Right. Whereas like these premium classes, like spend a lot of work building it and compressing it together in this nice package so sometimes the convenience of, of paying money for these premium like ed- educational pieces are worth it like absolutely yeah like even in college like i mean i have mixed opinions on college i, oh, I graduated man, started on that <laughs> yeah i mean i graduated from college and and i try I to convince as many people as possible to not necessarily do it but then at the end of the day maybe they should because i I find value in the experience I had, making the connections, meeting the people and finding that that influence in how we worked off of each other's creativity. As far as the learning process, I feel like I honestly learned more on YouTube. But again, those connections and bouncing off each other's creativity and being around so many people that think and do like you was very valuable. And I think that's how I view classes like say no i mean it doesn't have to be skillshare it could be like an individual person like you know there's right. a photographer i love. like james popsies is one of my favorite photographers right now he lives over in the uk if he came out with a course i don't care how much it costs i'm, I'm gonna buy it like that's just yeah. how it's gonna work so yeah. yeah i agree with you yeah i mean
1: it's when it comes to college yeah it's it i agree a hundred percent with you uh well, right right now where I'm at in life in general, I am I had a really good opportunity to take over a business from a friend of mine. So I'm an entrepreneurship kind of thing. But I don't want to name like again, I don't want to call myself that because I don't feel that I'm at a level as other entrepreneurs that I know that I've heard about. So like when people ask me what I do, well, I have a business here and, and I do wedding videos like that's that's all I kind of share. But Like with this other business that I have, like no joke, it probably provides 80% of my yearly income and it's a seasonal business. So I work for about three to four months of the year and I work really hard on that business. But then I have all this time after that. And I had already made the money for my entire my yearly income pretty much in those four months. And I have all this time. And that's one of the things that I kind of that's why I wanted to explore in getting to YouTube more, because I'm like, I really have to take advantage of this. I really have to take advantage of my time and and explore and learn more skills and read more and and in in all areas of my life. Right. Faith is a big part of my life. So I, I, it's a priority of mine. So that's why I focus on that. And just having that flexibility, having that freedom is just is just cool. So I, I I understand that not a lot of people have that freedom. And that's why I want to take advantage of it. Because if I don't gain anything from it, then people are starting questioning. And at the end, it shouldn't matter what if they question what I'm doing with my time, right? Because everybody's time is their own but then I feel guilty. Oh man, what was I doing with my time <laughs> for eight months of the year? I didn't do anything, you know, but that's what I'm trying to work towards.
0: Yeah. I I can relate to that. And a lot of times I'll look back on like the past X amount of years of my life. And I'm like, what did I do with all those years? Like, <laughs> but I, I mean, it, it was a learning process and experimenting and it's just like, there's a lot of growth involved. It's, you know, knowing what I know now and and the things that I'm interested in and my goals and stuff have certainly changed since five or even 10 years ago. Um, so really you can't look at it that way. You can't like be like, well, if I traveled back in time, it would be this much different this day and age because <laughs> it, it may not be because you, if you go back and tell your old self, like, Hey, here's, here's what you're going to be doing. Here's how to get there you're going to be famous, whatever your old self probably be like, no, that sounds stupid. I'm not doing that. So, mm-hmm. I, and at least I know I would, cause I mean, there was a time where I'm like, I want to be the world's most well-known model photographer. And all I did was go out and photograph aspiring models. And, and it worked well for both of us. I built a portfolio. They built a portfolio. I didn't have to pay somebody to be in my photos. They didn't have to pay a mm. photographer and I got to travel, but I learned really fast that I didn't like that. Mm. And I was like, I want to do landscapes. And, and still today, I think landscapes is a big one for me. But again, it's one of those things I compare myself too much because my landscapes look like this, other people's look like this, and I, I just mm-hmm. automatically assume mine have to look like those people's. So mm-hmm. then I start hating on my own stuff. So I think yeah. the, the takeaway that I'm going to get from, from today talking with you is that as a creative – It seems like all of us experience that that comparison issue, those identity issues. And and really, the simple answer is that we just need to create what we most enjoy without the influences of everybody else out in the world. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Try to block it as much as you can. Right. Because I I agree 100 percent with you. We should just focus on our stuff, like what you enjoy doing, what you enjoy making. And, and try to block all those distractions because then it can take weight on so many other areas of our lives that when you put it on a big picture, they shouldn't. I mean, that's how I see it.
0: Yeah. And I, I think that's what the successful individuals out there have figured out is like they figured out their path. And, and if you really boil it down and think about it, you know, today alone, we referenced like Casey Neistat, we referenced Uh, Peter McKinnon and Logan Paul and all these people. And the reason we reference them is because they're well known and they're well known because they created something. They did something different. And that's Mm -hmm. like uh, like the, the cinematic B-roll that existed well beyond oh, yeah. and before Peter McKinnon, but he's the one everybody associates with it because he made it popular. Just like the time lapses with Casey Neistat or the vlog style everyday life videos that um Shay Carl did back in mm-hmm. like the early two thousands or mid two thousands. So it's like, Instead of trying to be like that person, like I I get a lot of comments on some of my videos sometimes like, hey, can you make a video on how to edit like Peter McKinnon or do you know how so and so did this effect or whatever? And I mean, I don't mind to share it because I was that inspiring person that looked Mm -hmm. up to these people and wanted to learn. And and I think it is good to learn what other people do. But at the end of the day, it's like, why don't you try to figure out something new that somebody Mm -hmm. hasn't done? or maybe something that somebody has done and put your own twist on it and then you become the the transition guy right or the uh the whatever you know why don't yeah. you try to become be, be a trend starter instead of a trend follower i guess
1: yeah there's a guy peter ling LinkedIn or something and I'll be, i don't know if you've heard of him he's from sweden and he's pretty big now but he's he shares on his channel Cause he started blowing up with uh, like pretty pretty similar content to Peter McKinnon, hmm. and he said it. Well, I, I'm a big fan, and I'm a fanboy pretty much of Peter McKinnon, right? But uh, he he kind of took his own twist, but you can still see a lot of similarities. And he he shares it like he on his videos. He's like, guys, I've learned everything from those guys, and. And I'm just doing my thing. And I'm just grateful that I blew up kind of thing. And, but uh, I think we all have different roads and, and, and in my work from some, for some people doing it that way, it it might not do it. Uh, I'm okay with saying sometimes, oh, you're, you're a fanboy of this, this guy. Because you can say it like that, but I'm learning something and, and I Mm -hmm. enjoy doing it. So that's, that's kind of my take.
0: Yeah, I can completely relate to that. I don't, I don't know who that I'm inspiring to be anything like right now. I think I'm slowly getting into that world of doing what I want to do. It's um, mm-hmm. just like, because I don't know, like some of the things I like, I like a lot of vivid colors. So in the most recent video that I made, which is performing very, very badly, which was kind of shocking to me because I, I feel like I did all the right things. But uh, I used lots of vivid colors in my scene. I filmed with the GoPro to get that super view look because something I like, I love the look of really wide views. Like, mm-hmm. and I don't really care so much about the blurred background and stuff because so many people do that. So I'm thinking yeah. of ways to try to differentiate myself. And everybody uses a lot of, well, not everybody, but most people use colorful scenes in their videos now. Oh, yeah. But you don't see people filming on super view with a non 1.8 f-stop like i'm filming like wide open everything's in focus so you can glance at it kind of thing and i'm like you know maybe it won't work maybe it will but that's the look that i like so i want to replicate more of that so yeah we'll see how it goes
1: yeah yeah let's just say enjoy the ride man yeah just enjoy
0: it exactly well i I know i'm about to lose my voice it's almost completely gone <laughs> that usually happens uh I've, I've had lots of calls and yeah. meetings for work and stuff throughout the day but i've really enjoyed the podcast today maybe someday man. here before long we can we could do another episode talk about some other stuff because this has been a lot of fun
1: it is It it's, it's been man for real and again i enjoyed thank you for having me and i mean Hopefully, in the future, we'll be at a different stage, and whichever stage that we're in, we're grateful for where, where we are. I mean, that's yeah, that's kind of my my take. Wherever I am, hopefully, next time we talk, I'm still I'm still enjoying, and you're still enjoying what you're doing. That's the main goal, right?
0: Yeah, that's it. Living in the moment, enjoying everything. Just or what I've been hearing a lot from my coworkers and and friends lately is just living your best life.
1: Yeah, so. absolutely. I agree a hundred percent.